Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman. I am mom to Skylar, who is an incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast four years ago was that the content of each episode bring hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life, underscore Lori Hellman, and let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, could I ask a favor that you please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season four of Living the Sky Life. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Living the Sky Life. Today is a very special day and I'm going solo today because I am celebrating Skylar's 20th birthday today. I cannot even believe that I am saying that my child has a birthday with the number two in front of it. I, I can't even believe I'm in this decade with him. Um, <laughs> I mean, I swear, I know you can all relate. He was six years old when I blinked uh, yesterday. He has just grown into such an incredible young man. Um, we we definitely have seen so much growth in him, even from 18 until now. And with all the parents that I've talked to that have, you know, late 20s, early 30s, um, year old children uh, slash adults, they've told me that it kind of only gets better as far as maturity and their body and um, just their interest in trying new things um, and gaining a little bit more independence. So while I know each child uh, is different, I am really hopeful that Skyler continues to come into his own um, and really enjoys doing more things and trying new things and, and doing things by himself. I've talked a lot on the podcast when I've done solo episodes this year and, and last year even about, you know, checking myself and trying to back off from hovering and doing everything for him like I've always done. I very easily recognize that I'm, I'm hindering him by not letting him do more things, even if it takes him an hour to you know, fully complete a task that's a very small task that should take five minutes, I've got to let him see it through from beginning to end. And I think letting go of the control, some of the control, I'm still working on it, but letting go of some of the control um, in those situations has been good for both of us. I feel like I'm rejuvenated in a way and just really focusing on regulating my attitude, my tone, just my patience, all of those things around him, he feeds off of it like any of us do. We feed off of someone else's energy. So I think that has made a huge stride um, towards the positive in our relationship. I definitely get frustrated still at times where he's you know, smacking me repeatedly and I just don't understand what it is that he wants that you know, I'm not doing or that he wants me to do. And it's really frustrating with him not being able to clearly communicate to me what it is that um, he wants me to stop doing or start doing uh, that I'm clearly not doing the way he likes it uh, or at all. Um, 
but we're getting there. His spelling has taken off. He's exclusively been on the 26 board, um, 26 letter board, gosh, for almost a year now. And he is much more comfortable. I think, you know, when we first started and maybe into the first year and a half of spelling, he, it took a little bit. Uh, he would kind of smack the boards, maybe hit me on the leg or something to kind of get into it. He just didn't really want to sit and he didn't really want to participate. It's just yet another therapy session uh, and he was not having it. But now, I mean, since he and I pretty much started spelling exclusively late last fall when his spelling practitioner uh, went on maternity leave and we were just left to each other, Skylar and I, to try to work it out, um, it was really a good thing for us because I implemented a Monday, Wednesday, Friday spelling session with him right when I pick him up from his ABA center. We come home and the very first thing we do is spell. And I limited it to, um, you know, reading the passages. I try to find uh, subjects that are interesting to him, I hope are interesting to him. And then I limit it to five words. I, I tell him, I've told him from the beginning, we're just going to do five words. I know you've had a long day and you're hungry for dinner and, you know, watching some of your TV shows and taking a shower and doing all the routines. So uh, I've held strong to that promise of five words. And he doesn't even flinch. He doesn't even hesitate. He sits in the chair that I ask him to sit in and listens to as I read. And then he just focuses on spelling those five words. And he's getting so fast at it, which is huge because for him, the accuracy is the most important piece. And once he becomes very, very accurate, like every single time he hits the letter instead of the space in between the two letters, um, it'll only help him openly communicate later and be able to answer questions and tell us more about the things going on in his mind and his desires and needs and wishes and all of that stuff. So I look forward to that day. I know it's coming. Uh, so I'm just trying to hang on to my patience. Some of the other things I think that Skylar has really grown into and really enjoyed that we were admittedly hesitant to, to take him to do because crowds and people and sometimes noisy situations just kind of, you can see the anxiety in his body and in his face, but we're like, you know, we just got to keep trying things. And if we see that he is very uncomfortable, we will just leave. It's not that big a deal. So we have taken him, um, we started mall walking earlier this year because I think on one of my last solo episodes, I was talking about the fear of now that he's turning 20, that he is getting closer to aging out of all services. And uh, we have no day programming here where I live at all uh, and no options. So it's going to be me creating a day program of sorts with him. And I don't want to just be thrust into that in an emergency situation where he wakes up one day and he can no longer visit his ABA center. Uh, and then we have to figure all this out. So we're trying to slowly ease in new places to go, new activities, so that it's not that big of a culture shift for him when that is all he gets to do. And he don't, no longer goes to a structured uh, autism center or program. So we started taking him mall walking, which he loves. He's really, really liking being outside, outside of his stroller and going for short distance walks. Like the mall is perfect for that. I got him a Y membership. 
So he walks the track of the why. Um, you know, I know he's looking forward to our pool being open soon so that he can get out there and just, you know, wade back and forth in the, in the shallow end, which he loves. We take him to our walking bridge that we have, which is a pretty good distance with a hill and some stairs to get up onto the bridge. And he tackles that like a champ. Um, we also recently started taking him to the grocery store with us. Um, I usually go to the store during the week by myself because it's faster and easier to get it done. But I've saved four or five items that we need and I've um, held back. And so on a Saturday morning uh, before the mall walking and his favorite lunch spot, we'll go to Kroger and, um, you know, I'll, he'll walk with me. And my husband usually goes too to just to make sure that we can handle him at first together. And then maybe I'll venture out one of us by ourselves with him. But, you know, I, I show him the list and I tell him, you know, we're, we're going to get in, in the order that we're going to get it. And he walks with me down the aisles. Sometimes he pushes the cart a little bit. Um, and then he'll just let go. <laughs> like, I'm done. Uh, you push it. Um, and then we will, you know, I'll find the item, the area of the item on the shelf. And I'll say, you know, to tell him. Usually it's things I reserve it for items that are his, like his Jimmy Dean breakfast scrambles that he eats every single morning and has for like the last 12 years, I think. He knows the product packaging of his favorite things. So those are the things that I've put on the list at this point for him to um, navigate through the store because he recognizes it and he can find them easily. So I'll say, okay, we need to get your your breakfast scrambles. Um, you know, can you grab a couple of those for me? And so he'll one at a time, you know, reach into the freezer section or fridge section and hand me one of those. And I, and I keep telling him like, go ahead and just throw it in the cart. And he literally throws it in the cart, which is hilarious. Um, and he just keeps chucking them in the cart until I tell him to stop. And then we move on to the next thing. I, I love the look in his face is just that it's so accomplished. You know, he's like, I told you I could do this. And it's, it's laughable because I'm like, you know, if I just listened to him and, and watched his eyes more than I do and his body language, he would tell me all the time he was ready for all of these things years ago, but I got to get out of my own way, like I said, and um, give the guy a break. So um, we also took him to Target. Um, being that it's his birthday today, we kept hemming and hawing about what the heck we were going to get him for gifts because, as most of you know, buying gifts for Christmas or birthdays or anything for our kids who have very... Uh, limited interests sometimes is really, really hard. I, I always struggle with buying him gifts and telling other people what to get him when they ask me. Um, so we've been talking about um, putting a TV in his room, like hanging it up high and, um, you know, allow, he likes to go in his room sometimes on the weekends, especially if his stomach is bothering him. He likes the privacy of this kind of reminds me of toddler years, really, but he likes the privacy of his own room to just kind of pace and walk around and kind of work out the digestion issues and his stomach uh, cramping that he's going through. And um, and I, I I like letting him do that. He doesn't really have anything in his room um, because he, you know, tends to throw things. So we asked him, like, do you want to watch Elmo in your room? Do you want to be able to have us put that on TV and you can have some quiet time by yourself? And he seemed, you know, like he was all for it because we went to Target and we said, you know, do you want to pick out a TV? And we kind of showed him the size and the area of 
of the TVs that he could pick. And um, he just tapped the box that we ended up buying and um, he helped me put it in the car. It was just so cute. I just, I mean, it was just the most adorable thing. It's the simple things like that, that I just, I find myself tearing up and finding so much joy because he is just so proud of himself and um, he doesn't really get a lot of opportunities to show us. Um, so that was awesome. And then also this year we tried um, venturing out to the University of Louisville to the Yum Center and watching some of the college volleyball games. They made it to the national championship. And so that was just crazy loud and it was so fun. And we've gone to several of the men's basketball games. And of course we were like, okay, if it's too loud and if he doesn't like it, we'll know instantly and we'll just get out of here. He loved it. He especially loves the breaks um, during gameplay where they're playing, you know, the loud music in there because it's usually hip hop and like the genre that he loves. And so he's just cracking up and laughing and, you know, bouncing in his stroller. And he's actually very content to sit in his stroller. It's his own, you know, personalized reserved seat. And um, our really good friend is the athletic director at the University of Louisville. So he always helps us find the right seat that is the wheelchair accessible um, section. And he, we just wheel his stroller right in. And he just is like the king of the of the uh, arena because um, people walk by and high five him and smile. And it's, it's awesome. So I'm just so proud of us as parents. I don't say that very often, but I'm super proud of us for, you know, continuing to try and venturing out because it lets Skylar be super proud of himself when he tackles all of these things that are new to him. And we all have such a good time. And it's just yet another memory that we all can bank away of really fun experiences together. So, and don't think we leave my daughter out. She's at work 99% of the time. <laughs> so, and she would probably like pass on any of those things anyway. Um, so it's nice that we have this, just that Skylar time, the three of us, and then we do other things with Kendall, um, my daughter, when, um, you know, Skylar doesn't really want to participate or it's not something that he, um, would be comfortable doing. So, um, so yeah, so we kind of have it worked out that way. Um, the other big thing that he's done this year, uh, when he was two, I think, or two or three, it was around the time he was having seizures it was suggested to us not only for his extreme hypotonia and for his core um, and for his seizures that it would be very beneficial to do hippotherapy. So we did that for almost two years and it was, he was so tiny and so floppy. They used to put a little boppy pillow, um, you know, one of those nursing pillows or whatever around him on the horse Um to try to keep him upright. And then there would be people on either side of him, of course, bracing him and holding him up. Anyway, it was adorable. But it's been a really long time since we did that. And Skylar's godmother, my really good friend, um, takes her daughter to a place very close to our house that is a nonprofit that um, has riding. It's not specific hippotherapy because she, the owner um, by, by trade is a speech therapist, actually. Um, but she just had a calling to um, use their horse uh, barn and the facilities there on her property for special needs individuals to come and ride for free and to um, 
you know, learn how to groom the horses and all of that stuff. So I'm like, are you kidding me? I didn't even know this was in our backyard, essentially. So we started taking Skylar there and the first few visits were kind of traumatizing at first because, I mean, you could tell on the drive there, it's about a 40 minute drive. And um, he was just visibly anxious in the car. Like, where are we going? And we kept telling him, this is what we're going to go do. We're just going to go see these horses and just say hi to them. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, we're just going to go and meet them and and just, you know, see the, see the horses for the day. Uh, but he was so reluctant to even walk in to the arena, the riding arena, and just be around the horses, other people. He just sized them up for the first three or four visits and was not interested. He was, he would throw helmets. He threw the grooming brush, anything he could get his hands on, which I now all these years know that one of the ways that he outwardly shows his anxiety is to just throw things in his path because he's so uncomfortable. I don't know why that brings him comfort, but he just throws things. Um, so, and they totally understand, and they're such great people that own that place. Um, oh my gosh, I just love them. And so now that we've been going there a couple of months, he slowly started like holding the brush hand over hand and would brush the horse a few times and then would pet them and then give them treats. And then now he leads the horse, he holds the rope and he leads the horse around in the circular little setup that they have. Um, and we're the only people that go there. They change the hours for us to be a time when no other clients are there so that Skylar just kind of has the run of the barn, which was so thoughtful of them to do. Um, and we are co pretty confident we're going to get him when he's ready on one of those horses. I think he really wants to ride, but he's just so scared, which is totally fine. Um, I've been wearing the helmet to try to teach him, you know, that you have to wear a helmet in there and that it's okay and that it doesn't hurt me. Um, and then I think our next plan is to let him touch a saddle and to just see what that's all about and um, to put me up on the horse so he can see me doing it. Because I feel like with Skylar, especially since I'm his communication partner, he really trusts me, not just as his mom um, and as somebody who, you know, care care gives for him and, um, you know, just takes care of him when he's sick and hurt and all of that. But I think he truly trusts me in a different light now because of our bond with spelling and that he trusts me as his partner, that I'm going to understand his cues if he's not in the mood that day to do it, or if he's scared or if he's whatever, um, whatever he's feeling. So I think by putting me up on the horse, he might be more apt to try it because he sees that I'm okay and that I'm safe and that, um, you know, I wouldn't have him do anything that I wouldn't do myself. So we'll see more to come on that. Um, I will be sure and update the social media world um, when he gets on that horse because I'm going to go nuts with excitement for him. Um, I guess other than that, I just, um, you know, I was reflecting yesterday knowing that his birthday was today. Uh, of course, I get emotional every single year on his birthday. Uh, I just think about how far that kid has come from his early days of, like I said, being hypotonic and just a completely floppy little baby. He didn't walk till he was almost three. He never crawled. 
all the things I outline in my book, but um, he he's just had a really rough go at life um, from the very beginning. And he is just the epitome of resilience and he never quits and he never has a bad day. I mean, obviously there's moments when things just don't go the way he wants them to and he gets very frustrated. Obviously not being able to communicate is frustrating too. But the kid, I mean, can hear a song on the radio or watch an episode of Elmo's World and he just lights up. He just knows no like dramatics in life. He doesn't hate anything. He doesn't, I don't know. They're just such sweet souls. And I wish I could be more like him. I really do. There's so much of him that I would love to emulate if I were able to go back and, and do things over again. But anyway, um, I started a tradition when Skylar was born and my daughter as well. But um, I wrote a letter to to them on their birthdays every year, kind of highlighting for them the funny moments, the likes, the dislikes, who their friends are, um, you know, just all of their favorite things. Just to look back on that, I thought it'd be kind of fun when they're older to, to glance back at those things and um, and just kind of go down memory lane and chart their growth. I um, I would put Skylar in a men's tie and Kendall wore a pearl necklace of mine and a pair of my heels, the same pair of heels every year. And um, again, it charted their growth and it just, it's crazy to look back at those pictures, which I um, am posting on social media today, um, all of the pictures of Skylar in his tie. Um, but you know, my vision when creating and continuing this annual time capsule was to present to Skylar you know, one day, just this ribbon stacked uh, letters um, and photos that had 18 years of memories. From, on the day of his graduation, I envisioned giving that to him uh, when he graduated from high school and, and just saying, you know, read through these when you get time because this is, you know, your childhood and these are all the memories. I, you know, I came to the realization many years following Skylar's autism diagnosis that graduation in a traditional sense would not be a likelihood for him. And that was really hard. It never derailed me, though, from continuing to craft those special birthday letters beyond age 18, because I know that one day in the future, I will be able to sit down and share a lifetime worth of memories with Skylar. You know, and perhaps the silver lining or renewed perspective of Skylar never fleeing my nest is that I'm privileged to learn and grow alongside of him and witness all his accomplishments throughout his entire adulthood. You know, I'm confident that the day will come when Skylar communicates to me in his own way and on his own timeline, that he's ready to receive my gift of thoughtfully crafted memories and observations. Watching Skylar read and absorb every word, whether he's 24 or 44, will be the equivalent of a graduation to me. And I'm honestly going to be as proud on that very day as I am every single day of his life. So in celebration of Skylar's 20th birthday today, I grabbed a few sheets of the special stationery that is reserved only for Skylar's letters and a full box Kleenex. And I revisited every achievement, new adventure, and challenge that he experienced this past year, some of which I just referenced earlier. So I want to read the letter to you, and um, perhaps it'll inspire you to maybe do something similar with your kids, um, or just, if anything, 
to reflect back on every single moment of our children's lives. They do incredible things. And sometimes in the fast-paced life that we live, we just overlook them and move on to the next thing. And I really have tried over these years that that's come to my reality that he is no longer a child and he is a full-grown adult that I really need to literally stop and smell the roses and appreciate every single moment, whether it's a struggle or a triumph. So here is my letter to Skylar. To my handsome and admirable son, I honestly can't believe I'm writing my 20th birthday letter to you. I know I say it yearly, but where has the time gone? You have grown into such a handsome and strong young adult who has a heart of gold and a resilience that is unmatched. For the first time since childhood, your desire to communicate has been ignited as you appear eager to share your thoughts, needs, and wants with us through spelling. I am so glad we took that leap of faith and brought spelling to communicate into our lives a few years ago. I'm sure you're annoyed by my continual praise and bragging about you to anyone who'll listen, but please understand that I need you to believe without an ounce of doubt how incredible and smart I know that you are. And I'm sorry, but I will not stop singing your praises or sharing your story as an example of what presuming competence looks like until the rest of the world stops underestimating non-speakers. Despite feeling anxious when taking you to visit unfamiliar places or introduce you to new experiences, you've taught us that no matter how difficult it may be, it's important we continue trying so you'll learn how to overcome the discomfort and enjoy yourself. Due to that, you've demonstrated much more interest in community interactions, assisting with grocery shopping, attending weekly mass, mall walking, working with the horses at hippotherapy, and for the first time, you ventured into KFC Yum Center on three different occasions to watch the University of Louisville sporting events. Loving every single minute. Your favorite meal is still a Tucker's bunless cheeseburger with mashed potatoes and green beans. However, you remain a loyal fan of all the healthy meals I prepare specifically for you. Watching Sesame Street, particularly Elmo's World, is still a favorite pastime of yours, as is listening to an eclectic array of music during our countless car rides to nowhere. The joy radiates from your body as you bounce perfectly to the beat of any song and launch into a hearty giggle when I freestyle my own lyrics, which are usually about food or random sights. The bond between you and your dad is unbreakable, which at times makes me super jealous when you choose him to hold your hand, wrestle, or act silly with over me. I often wish you saw me as more than just mom, the task-driven caregiver, who is responsible for managing all the things. But that feeling quickly fades each night when you seek me out before bed to be sure I get my hug and a smooch. In reviewing the very first birthday letter I wrote to you in 2004, a particular statement left me with an emotional lump in my throat. My hope for you over the course of your life is that you continue to be happy and free-spirited. I want you to always try new things and never let anyone or anything stand in your way. I love the light in your eyes that seeks out to learn and never quits even when times get frustrating. I didn't know of your autism diagnosis on that day or even that year. That news would come two years later. My greatest hope for you today is the exact same as it was 19 years ago. Please never lose that spark in your eyes and determination in your heart to keep growing and achieving. Entering your 20s should be the beginning of an exciting new chapter. Sadly, in the world of autism, 
It instead dictates that the end of traditional services is just two short years away. What day-to-day life will look like for you at that point remains unknown, but I assure you that your dad and I will continue planning, advocating, and turning over every rock to ensure you receive all opportunities and resources available. And if we can't find them, we will create them. I love you with all my heart, Skylar, exactly as God made you. I truly believe you were sent into this world as a vessel to teach me and possibly everyone you encounter some valuable life lessons. I am forever grateful that I have been entrusted to guide and nurture you through this life. You are perfect just as you are. As I've always said, out of all the little boys in the world, how did I get the very best one? I love you, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Mia Via Toys, a brand dedicated to creating toys and learning aids for kids with autism, special needs, and other developmental challenges. Go to miaviatoys.com, that's M-E-A-V-I-A-T-O-Y-S, and use promo code SKYLIFE15, that's S-K-Y-L-I-F-E, to receive 15% off your first order. And for the month of April, a portion of their proceeds will go to the Bluegrass Center for Autism. So please check them out and help give back to the autism community. As a special bonus for the month of April, I've partnered with my friends at Mia Via Toys for a special giveaway to four lucky winners. Entering the contest is easy. All you have to do is follow the Instagram accounts of Mia Via Toys and also my Instagram, which is welcome to my life underscore Lori Hellman. To get additional entries into the contest, make sure you're subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. And also, if you leave a reading and review on either Apple iTunes or Audible, that guarantees you another entry. The four winners will be chosen April 25th. So get your chances in now and good luck.